0: Show
1: Hello everybody, welcome to Show To Be With Mike G, the show of life, the show of dogs, the show of St. Germain, Chicago, Malort, growing up on the beach with a Hulk Hogan's family, maybe not directly Hulk Hogan, but today's guest is the newly appointed president of the USBG Austin chapter, Katie Class. Katie is an amazingly down-to-earth, dog-loving, Malort-loving, business-savvy person, she Trekked to Austin a few years ago with a job from Bacardi from Chicago and has really, really developed a wonderful connection to the scene and to the people in the coctology scene in Austin, Texas. We have a good chat and we even get to talk about MacGyver just a little bit. So without further ado, give a listen to my interview with Kitty Class. You really yeah, okay. into MacGyver? Just for, for example, you,
2: you know I kind of am. <laughs> Not gonna lie for a minute, it was me and my MacGyver. brother's connection. We love MacGyver. He's great,
1: right? Yes, he's amazing. What situation can't he get himself out of? It doesn't exist. Doesn't right? Doesn't no. There's flat just... tire might be the only thing that foils MacGyver, but having to save the world <laughs> with a ja- with a little Swiss Army knife and some duct tape, done. no problem. No, oh yeah, he no would. Problem. He'd fix the flat. It'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. But yeah, they've got like all the MacGyver episodes on there. It's, it's oh, like that's
2: cool! That. I'll have to tell my brother because he's way more obsessed than I am. But I'm just, you know, long for the MacGyver. It's healthy. Ride. I.
1: It is. MacGyver is a good role model. Of
2: course. You know, let, yeah. so let,
1: let just for the sake of example, let's take MacGyver, right? So MacGyver, okay. for for me, late uh, early '90s, late '80s, really good role model. The mullet, I'll forgive it. It's fine. It was in. It was in at the time. It was sweet. It was awesome. He was playing the audience in the correct way. Mm -hmm. So MacGyver, big star. Yes. Kim Kardashian. So just, I I know, I know, but that's like all we've got to offer. It's horrible, right?
2: it's it's terrible. It's, it's so really terrible. we're in a very sad time. Like I can only as far as that goes. Yeah, you know? I'm trying to think if we have any better like I'm. I hope I'm trying to way better think, role models than like the younger Kim Kardashians. They're yeah. so terrible, but you had them sucked in like a car wreck. I can't help it. it it's you bad. just.
1: I am too, well. I, I won't watch it on TV, but it is very much the uh, what is it? Scheidenfreude. Yes, I I'm certainly take pleasure in their dismay. I I love <laughs> I love. I love I love it. And I would never think that on the record I would be talking about the Kardashians. I but <laughs> right. I certainly love to see their unfortunate. Because I've got some money. And I read some, today someone's dating Justin Bieber. And maybe oh maybe that will be the beginning of the end for everything. And I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm totally okay with them all going away forever. Yeah, they'll just go away. It's, and they'll start families and they'll so, be shitty.
2: Right. I mean... <laughs> I grew up on the beach, by, right by Hulk Hogan and his wonderful no children. No way, California? Virginia. No, or Colorado. Or I'm sorry, Colorado. I'm so used to saying that. Um, yeah. Florida, Florida, the uh, Tampa Bay, St. Pete Beach area. Oh, that's incredible. You know, a little town called Reddington Shores. It's right on the beach, but it's all like that. Like they all have just a little bit money to be just trashy yeah. enough, but like still get by. Well, how do you feel about you the know? Hulk Hulkmeister now? You know Hulk is always cool in my book. He's always good. he's gonna be awesome. Um, you know I'm really upset that him and his wife split. They were it like kind of a bummer. It was a bummer and she's like blonde alliance. Right, totally. It was just one big blonde awesome. It was
0: so um, blinding. at times.
2: <laughs> I know. But I'm glad they faded away too to you know be, there, be yeah, their be yeah. their own cool and do it's, their own thing.
1: It's strange. So so are you. I, I presume I'm a little bit older than you, and, and you don't have to tell me, but I always ask everybody. Probably not. but great. Yeah. But you're uh, early 30s. I'm 34, yeah. Yeah, so you're younger than me. I'm 34. Yes. And I've got more gray hair, as I can tell, <laughs> perceivably through the, the this little distance <laughs> we've got. But yeah. yeah, so you grew up an 80s kid. I so did. So you get it. Yes. And I'm not going to turn this into a Star Wars conversation, because that's better <laughs> life for like Jason Cosmas and Sheed and my I don't really Sims know much stuff.
2: about it. I'm, I'm going to admit that. That's good. That's yeah. great.
1: <laughs> Because then you won't be disappointed. There you go. You know? you know, everyone's really, really building it up. They're really
2: building it up. I even asked my dad if he wanted to go see it over Christmas. What he did he said, say? Screw that. Whatever. I won't say the actual word that he used, but <laughs> screw that. I'm not going. Like, it's it's crystallized in time. Yes. How oh, should have been. It's pristine. It does not need to be recreated. Absolutely
1: not. And, I, I you know, maybe J.J. Abrams has an interesting view on it and stuff, but some of that stuff, like, how do you feel about the things that you held so dearly in the '80s? Like, I'll take Beetlejuice because I loved Beetlejuice. Ugh. Great one, right? Classic. Great, totally yeah. classic. amazing. So good. And they're gonna redo it? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Tim Burton's not on board, but I think some other. No, sorry, I disagree. It's terrible, right? No, horrible. Yeah, over. Even though the cartoon was pushing me in the '90s, do you remember that Beetlejuice? Oh, art? I
2: kind of do. Yeah, really I bizarre. Do. It, it was. It was, and I I remember watching it, not being you know offended. Yeah. But if I were to see it today.
1: Oh, it'd be I would fucked be up. Offended. Yeah, yeah I totally would. But it's it's just a strange thing that we're at ideas kind of, and we just kind of poach them from the '80s. It's true. It's it unfortunate. Is true. Yeah. But However, have- I, I'll say there is one exception. Although this is the the '90s, mm-hmm. I remember in I don't know, let's say '94, '95. I think this was actually '96. I can't remember what year Independence Day came out. Okay. But today, right. the sequels trailer came out. Okay, that's different. That's different, right? Because Jeff Goldboom's the lead this time.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it's great. Okay, it's totally no, great. that's cool. I would be
1: willing to see that. See, for there sure. we go. It's and
2: just different. It's just different. It is different. Because it's we've moved along, you know, as far as technology goes. Yeah. So if something was born in that, like, technological movement, when right, we first right. started, like, the big internet burst and mm-hmm. everything, then it's okay to redo that. I think <laughs> but so, But if we are before that, no, that's, like, the time that we hold you know, nostalgic. Yeah.
1: Every really, time I hear a Beatles cover, I just go insane. No. Yeah. Right. I like just, Kanye West, like, Oh, I'm going to do let it be. He, this never happened by the way, but if it did, it would be, oh gosh, I would probably take a week off to drown myself in alcohol. Cause I couldn't deal with it.
2: I'd, I'd stage a coup against <laughs> Kanye. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like,
1: he's going down. Let's <laughs> fucking go to Chicago. Let's take yes. Kanye out. Let's <laughs> it's over. He's gone his too his far. Tell his kids that they need to go up for adoption somewhere <laughs> yeah. else. He's gone too far. <laughs> He's gone too far. Well, so we had a little conversation about dogs. You have yes. is it th- two or three puppy ish? I have four, Fuck. three week old puppies.
2: That's amazing. Three weeks old today. I know, and um, one mom. Yeah. So oh, the, you have the mom. I have the mom too. too. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So they're uh, so you know Austin Animal Center. They foster or they do a foster program with yeah, dogs yeah. because. If you can, are able to foster them, then they can, you know, free up a bunch of space to get in dogs that sure. maybe need to be rehabilitated or whatever. So yeah. I fostered. I signed up. I had no idea that I'd be taking on five dogs at once. Oh, months, my gosh. But... No one would take these this sweet little family, and I had a spare room at my house that is just—it's a yoga room. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can do yoga in the living relax. room. <laughs> I them. mean, downward dog, right? Exactly. They do that all the perfect, time anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so true. They're so good at that. They started downward so dogging over the last couple the little, of days. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're they're starting to walk. So the last couple of days, they've oh, been walking man. around and getting all wobbly, but yeah. it's, it's just an overdose of cute. Did
1: you did you name them already? I did. What do, what do you get? Which
2: I'm just going to say, I really wish that I wouldn't have because when they were like dog one, two, three, and four, uh-huh. it was a lot less easy M- much to Much more clinical. Oh, patient yeah. one, patient yeah. two. <laughs> right.
1: Now it's like, well, they're ready to be adopted out. What right. I know. Do? Right.
2: Yeah. But the friends that have come by to watch them have really wanted to adopt them. So oh, I think that's they're all going to go to friends. That's amazing. Yeah. But um, so there's two boys and two girls. So mm. the one boy girl said I named, you know, after the prince and princess. Oh, yeah. Uh, George and Charlotte. Oh, that's after nice. their children. So you know, did that's that. Great, yeah, and then one after whiskey. Um, so I named one Pete, P E A T. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and he's super cute. And then there's just a little girl. She's a runt and a tomboy, and she's the only one that has long hair. So yeah, I just randomly named her Frankie. Why
1: that not? makes sense. Yeah, she that looks like a Frankie. Yeah, a little bit rebellious. Totally.
2: Yeah, she's like, screw it. I'm small, but I'm awesome. Man.
1: <laughs> that's and it's a wonderful thing. Like not. Not that Austin's the only place where there's really a nice tight community of us dog lovers that do do adoptions and stuff. It's not not just Austin, but there's a really strong movement. Of course. What drew you to to wanting to adopt the dogs or rehabilitate them or house them, whatever the right term is?
2: Well, about eight years ago, I was finally able to have a pet in the house. You know, because you live with roommates. And in Chicago, where I'm from... Uh, you can't really have a pet in an apartment. There's a lot of rules. They just don't like. to... They don't, they don't like, like it. to do it. No, yeah. so that you have to pay tons of money. And um, I had moved into a house on the west side, mm-hmm. private owner, and he said, "Yeah, you know, get get a dog if you want a dog." Right. So I got my first little dog, Misha, um, and I actually got her online, which was. I don't recommend anyone yeah. do that. I what is it? like a young. website? <laughs> yeah, there's a website called puppyfind.com.
1: Oh, I remember. Which is
2: yeah. actually a better one out of other ones. You know, they have really respectable breeders. But mm. everyone should just rescue. There's yeah, so just many. Go to the just, pound. They're like gonna f- be the best dogs you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I don't know, is time, pound the right word
1: anymore? The Pound? Yeah. I, know. I know, right? It I seems like so bleak now. It seems
2: like the prison, you know, yeah, like, a, like a dog jail. But
1: like uh, Austin Pets Alive, like there's no way that's a prison. No, but no. But it might be a Pound. I don't but know. But
2: they take like the, the Pound is Austin mm. Animal Center and yeah. it's really, really nice. And that's so great. They have a great time at their Pound there. Um, but so I had Misha, my my little one that I bought online. What, what kind of dog? She's a Yorkie Poodle. So oh it was my gosh! Back you know when I was twenty something and everyone yeah. wanted the hybrid little dogs that were you know Fit like in a, a Starbucks kind of cup and yeah, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So I had to have one too, but I got this little dog that did not want to wear clothes, did not want to be a prissy little dog. She's the cutest little thing, yeah. but don't ever tell her that. Um, <laughs> she knows it. She knows. She, well, she's more like uh, she's a tomboy. You know, she's yeah. like rough. She's she's like, don't treat me like I'm small and cute. I'm a dog. I'm awesome. I'm wild. I yeah. love to swim. I love to roll in mud and I love to get dirty. That's so great. Get out of the way. <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah.
1: inconsistent with a lot of York. Because when I grew up, we had plenty. We had two Yorkies. we oh. actually three Yorkies now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, they're not like that. So yeah. that's a really a nice it was rarity. was like the poodle in it. You know,
2: the, yeah. the mix was a good mix. So I loved her and she was great. I had her for, I think, seven years before then. I moved to Austin a couple of years ago from Chicago, mm. and uh, one night, as I'd had a couple of <laughs> drinks out at a bar, a friend of mine texted me and that she had adopted a dog at um, Animal Austin Center, uh-huh. and that the dog had had puppies, and that, like, they couldn't house the puppies. So they put them in some other shelter, wow. and they were going to euthanize the puppies in oh, 24 no. hours. So she asked me if I could take one. And I said, okay, I wasn't planning on getting another dog. Right. Never. So that's when little Finn came into my life about six years ago, or oh. no, six months, sorry, six months ago. So he's about 11 months now. Um, and he's a big dog. Yeah. He's about 60 pounds. Um, what kind of dog? Total Mutt. Yeah. He's yeah, the I best. Love it. Yep. Total that, Mutt. Yeah. He's Brindle. They say he's a lab mix, but mm-hmm. I know he's got some beautiful pit in him. Yeah. Um, so he's great. And him just being able to give him a home and seeing how, scared and skinny and i'm you know just sick he was when i got him yeah. and then being able to give him you know a great life i'm like i should be doing this just for other dogs It's just feeling. temporary there's it really is dog-
1: do you have the uh, i'm gonna call it a syndrome although i feel there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> yes it's true okay but I, maybe you know <laughs> what i'm gonna say <laughs> that our compassion for dogs far exceeds our compassion for stupid people right like yes it's like well that guy he got hit by a car, but he was in the he's an idiot but then <laughs> a dog gets hit and it's it it, cha- it ruins my whole day oh yeah you know it's it's so oh, strange
2: yeah. yeah well they were did you see that thing on facebook about words that like you wish there was a word for but there's not They're no like, no they what gave them that? words so there was one called opia, opia and, okay. or opia rather uh-huh. and opia means that um how you don't want to look at somebody, look at another human in the face because right. they view it as threatening or rude mm-hmm. or something. But you don't, so you just avoid eye contact. And so many adults do that. You oh, won't, yeah. you won't look at you know people oh, it's crazy. down the street, and nobody really knows why. You know, maybe it's fear or whatever. Yeah. But a dog comes down the street, or a baby. I mean, it's all. All your eyes are open, your mouth, you're certainly yeah. like cooing.
1: Just that, like <laughs> an know? amazing sens- sensory kind of interaction.
2: With yeah, that. it definitely is. But I do think that I have a syndrome that I am. I definitely have syndrome too. I don't know what to call it. It's the babies and the kids. I've heard, I heard it, Dogs. Okay.
1: I can't like I can't deal with babies. Oh, geez. They're, like I mean, they may be cute, but they're awkward looking. Like, I mean, you know,
2: I um I volunteer at Seton and the NICU. Oh, do you really? I do, and so I'm with babies a couple of days a week, so like little, little, little babies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, they're just so precious. Before yeah. I had um, volunteered there, I had never held a baby before in my life. I would never it change changed it? a diaper.
1: Once that, like, once you hold it, does that change Oh, the my whole gosh, thing, eh? it changed the whole thing. It was just this sweet
2: little thing that was so innocent and so precious, you yeah. know, and you were in charge. You had to take care of it, so...
1: Is, that, is it a maternal thing? I mean, and I, I, I'm Maybe. not trying to say it is. But. It could
2: be. You know, I don't know. But I was talking to my dad about it. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm so glad that you feel that way. Because he's like, I don't want you to feel bad about this. But both your mother and he had another wife yeah. never felt that way about babies. Like, oh, it was wow. weird. And a lot of women, I guess, you know, don't naturally feel that attraction yeah. to babies. But some But, do. I mean,
1: that's that's it's the pick of the litter. It really, really No pun intended. But yep. it's like, some people are litter. into it. I just, some people aren't. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was up in the Ozarks with uh, Lydia, and I always refer to her by name, we were up visiting her grandparents, and her, I guess her cousin or something, his daughter came, and she was pretty young, maybe five or six, which shows how much I know. I don't really know much about, like, identifying (laughs) those stages of of young young kids. (laughs) Yeah, something-ish, and she was just climbing on me and stuff and, like, making weird noises, and I'm... I (laughs) I felt it was delicate, but I looked at her, I'm like... What is your problem? <laughs> like what what do you want? I asked her like what do you want? You want to talk. We can talk. Right. I'm good at talking, right. but I, like I'm not going to play weird sounding games and stuff with you. I I just it's like you hand, handing me uh, handing me a 12 pack of beer and like figuring out how to play beer pong or something. Like that it just is <laughs> right. really foreign to me. I can't I can't figure it out. So I like though that it's just split. Some people get it. And the yeah. kids are like, oh yeah, totally. We're, we're on the same level. I can I can do right. That. You know, because her grandfather like bonded with the kid immediately. Really, games. You know, spider web on her hair kind of thing, and she's <laughs> like, ah, and then that all works out. And but I was just like, I don't know. I don't understand.
2: Try to go back to when you were a kid and think God, about like my... that was ages. Ago. I know. <laughs> like, and think about all this. Crazy silly things, you know. You got know. a groove in the wall was the coolest thing for oh, like two that. hours. How,
1: building forts, that was right. Great. Building really forts, really fun. But but uh, yeah. I think I could probably more relate to like younger boys. But like, yeah, no, I'm still a goofball. I could kind of, uh, but I, d- I It's so uh, paralyzing in a sense. I'm mean, like, if you climb on me, like, what am I supposed to do? I just that the that's the paternal instinct that I've got is that there is no paternal instinct at all. Well, that is
2: a hundred percent fine. I have yeah. plenty of friends with kids and like, you know, all parents are fit every different size yeah, too. Absolutely. And moms and dads, some of them are like that. They don't know what they to do, so they just make it up as they go and Which is a good it's good Honestly know. they're the best parents because yeah. they're kind of exploring with the kids, so i think that's great
1: too yeah. i just you know it's one of those things and i don't have a lot of chance to ever talk about that it's like i don't really i don't understand how to do this i don't i, I don't it's know okay. I'm not, it's all right. all right good so katie yeah. you're telling me it's all right it's totally fine that's even better yeah thank you you're Very in it with much. them Very yeah much. so you you mentioned chicago and that's the 312 area code i'm like oh mm-hmm. what's 312 and you text me when you're on your way over yeah. and so where did you grow up did you grow up in chicago i sense you talk about Tampa, right? Yeah,
2: so I had you know the whole divorce parent thing. Mm-hmm. So my mom lived in Florida and my dad lived in um, a suburb of Chicago. Okay. So about
1: how old when they divorced were you?
2: Before I was born. Oh, they were a mischievous hookup. I Much, know. Easy. Much easier. Much <laughs> easier. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was always that way, and it was fine. And yeah. I got you know cold climate and warm climate. And
1: it was Gosh, perfect. Gosh, that's a pretty good gig. It Did was you good, spend like yeah. some some months in Florida, some in Chicago?
2: Yeah. So I would spend the summers in Illinois when I was young, mm-hmm. and then um, the winters in Florida. So that was perfect. Perfect. You know, yeah, totally it's like perfect. I'm retired. I'm yeah. six. That's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you have the gold chains and everything? And <laughs> All like of the- it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Del Boca Vista, yep. whatever. It is. I, I just wore floral everything. It was perfect. <laughs> and then it would work both ways. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, would, it would just work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I went to high school in um, a little suburb outside of Chicago and mm. then ended up going to college in Chicago
1: for my first degree. How was high school in Chicago? It was actually in a little suburb. So it was okay, so like a little right bit outside. easier.
2: Oh, yeah. So yeah. the schools in Chicago, the I mean, have you turned on the news lately? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, just it bad. seems pretty rough. It's, it's a rough situation, but for in sure. the suburbs, it's definitely a little bit lighter. Oh yeah, it's like the desperate housewives of someone. Oh, that's nice. Somewhere, yeah, it's, it's gotta be nice. yeah, it's like a little town um called Warrenville, which mm-hmm. is about 12,000 12, people now, I think. So oh we're, wow, we're growing. Yeah, for right sure. I know, but it backs right up to Wheaton, so we went to Wheaton, Warrenville South. And oh. Wheaton's um, I think it's still dry. Yeah. Like it has, oh, really? It's in the Guinness Book of World Records for more churches per square mile. God,
1: but that doesn't know. What, <laughs> you get the Catholics in there. They know how to drink. Oh, that you know? if I I, I <laughs> yeah. think that's the case. Right. Like if yeah. nothing else, because mm-hmm. I went and saw Spotlight this weekend. All of that aside, if you haven't heard of those movies, they know how to drink.
2: They do, they and they do. but they I like, like to drink really like midwestern things like mudslides <laughs> or like their
1: favorite like favorite um, old
2: fashions. Oh, that's so but with the muddled cherry and orange, oh. like you have to muddle the cherry.
1: Maraschino, like super saccharine. And stuff. Oh yeah, and then yeah. you gotta
2: you know garnish it with a flag too. A flag? Yeah, a flag. A flag, flag of what? The, the like the traditional flag garnish, the orange that's like wrapped around the maraschino cherry no and then skewered
1: with a sword. It has to be
2: with like well swords I've swords. got no problem with.
1: Yes. But a flag is yeah. a little bit different. That's amazing. So <laughs> yeah. it was it, what what's social life like then? Like, in that little suburb? Yeah, area? in the little in you said Warrenville? Warrenville, yeah. yeah.
2: So it's very much small town. You know, mm-hmm. our mayor had been the mayor forever. She actually, um, in her old days, I think maybe she's still alive. She rode around in a jazzy, you know? What is that? <laughs> it's one of those little like carts that you see at the grocery store that like elderly oh, people
0: sit uh, in, you know? Oh yeah. I just
2: love it that they're called a jazzy. It's
0: a like, jazzy?
1: It's just jazz around. You know, jazz. that's a pretty great name. <laughs> right. Because I thought they were called hover rounds. Oh, okay. Maybe was, I mean that's maybe just a reasonable. Maybe regional it's like thing. the upgrade.
2: Like the jazzy, yeah, the
1: yeah, amazing. So <laughs> no. it's got like a stereo and yeah, shocks and right, stuff. right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: some different like chair massages, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Um, so we have that, and then there's you know like, um, the chicken and corn fest that we do Ooh. every year, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's just you know big six foot long tables, butt to butt, backed up with fried chicken and, and That's, corn. There's nothing wrong with that. And then there's a big tub of butter at the end that you Wait, dip your corn the corn in. in. Okay, yeah.
1: Have you all right? Awesome. Real quick, have you? Because it sounds like it'd be really good, because I love salty and crunchy. Yeah. Did you ever dip the fried chicken in the butter?
2: I mean, in my adult life, yeah. probably I would have, <laughs> yeah. like, when I go home, but not as a
1: child. Somehow it's inappropriate, Some- right, yeah, when you're younger, I- like, oh, I don't I don't want my parents to think I'm too much of a fat kid.
2: Well, and you don't really like butter. That You, like, know what it is, yeah, and it, like, you know, has true. flavor, but when you get older... I mean, butter. Oh,
1: so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the umami note really right? develops when you get yeah, older. You, yeah, you, like,
2: explore the world of butter. Have, oh, butter. You know, like, uncultured butter, oh, truffle butter, all the butters. He- European
1: butter? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh so good. All the good. butters, yes. So good. So good. But so, so it's a pretty good social life, then. It's, it is. It um, seems like everybody's really it, cool. They know each other. It's a small town. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows
2: everybody. Everybody babysits each other's kids. Yeah. And there's a little church and a little school. And, you know, I went to St. Francis Church growing up, and... Yeah.
1: Amazing. So is it something that, did you see the booze coming then?
2: Yeah, but it was very much, you know, like you'd go over to your neighbor's house after the kids were asleep, like the parents, uh-huh. and they'd like meet for mudslides or like white <laughs> Russians. Or, you Ooh, know? how, how yeah, sorted? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was always something I feel like, something creamy and sweet yeah. gross. Um, but you know, all the dads drank beers and just, it was just
1: midwestern thing. Just right?
2: midwestern thing, yeah, yeah. Dads drinking their beers, maybe smoking a joint in the garage. Yeah, that's not so while bad. While the kids are asleep, right? It's it's that's not bad big.
1: at all. I really liked growing up there. It was
2: a nice little town.
1: Did were you doing the marketing? or Did you take a particular interest in marketing in high school?
2: No, I actually went to school for medicine for biology. That's right. Oh yeah, right. Um, just because I loved science and it was relatively easy. Yeah, for me, easy to you, to right? me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I worked in bars and restaurants through, you know, to pay my way no kidding. and I just loved it so much more than medicine. Yeah. And so I said to myself, you know, I got to find a way to have like a prestigious career in this and also make money. Yeah. But it was around, I don't know, I want to say 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. So the world really wasn't doing much with cocktails Not yet. Not yet. You yeah. know? And so these great positions weren't available. So I went into restaurant management, um, and ended up, you know, going on to be the, uh, director of the drake hotel which is very iconic really? and but yeah. were you
1: still in illinois then i was
2: still in yeah that's um right on the magnificent mile like at the tip of um, wow
1: because there's a couple of, of drake, michigan avenue drake locations right no
2: so the drake is not like okay. the drake is the only one that's very iconic it's like the only one where royalty can stay in chicago oh, wow. and it's like okay. very serious um, but there is, I believe, like another one that's called the Drake something. Yeah, and like um, Sir
1: Francis Drake. Something. There's something like that. in San Francisco that's called. May, I think yeah, you're right, and I yeah. think there's one in Canada as well, but they're not affiliated. Not the same thing. Yeah, not affiliated. So you so. are at the place. I was at the place, yeah. Were you, and you were man- doing hospitality management, or were you managing?
2: I was managing, um, I was overseeing all of the outlets. So we had oh, nine wow. different locations where you could possibly consume food or beverage. Wow. Um, and then we had fifteen managers, and so I loved it, but I wasn't behind the bar anymore. I wasn't really geeking out. I kind was, of managing people. I was just of the managing, right? exactly. So I was great, and I had had this career. But now we're in like two thousand eight, and like cocktails are starting it's to starting explode. Pick up. You yeah. know, yeah, things are great. So at that side, then I kind of switched over to the spirit side. Um, I was the national ambassador for Saint Germain oh, for the no Midwest shit. before they got acquired yeah. by Bacardi. Yes, and then when they sold, that's what actually brought me to Austin. Um, no kidding. So there was, there was no role in Chicago for me with St. Germain. But in Austin, they said, you know, we have this role after we sold the brand with Bacardi. Yeah. So that's how I got here. And I
1: remember you, you were working with Bacardi for some time. I was, yeah. But so real great. quick before we talk about that, because it's actually, mm-hmm. I think, a contentious situation and like kind of a dialogue there, especially with how they've changed their, their operating platform right. and stuff. But when you were in Chicago, you t- you're saying this is probably about 2008. At this point, mm-hmm. still before you transferred into Austin, yeah. What was ha- was the aviary out then? Did it not yet? Not yet, right? So it's still no, kind of just building up. It was
2: still just building. Um, I was working with a gentleman called Adam Seeger. Mm-hmm. He created home liqueur. Um, he also with the oh wait, which, which which liqueur is that? It sounds really familiar. Um, it is like an herbal liqueur with a hibiscus base. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I didn't it's know. really that. delicious. Yeah, red bottle, I think. Red bottle yeah. with a little hummingbird on it. Yeah. Or I think maybe the bottle's clear, but the liquid the is liquid so red. The liquid is so red, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, it looks really red. So he, you know, really introduced me to the cocktail scene there. And mm. I and he was doing great things. He had this um, bar called Nacional 27. And he was actually doing mojitos, but they were great. Like yeah. He had a whole mint garden and 10-cane rum sponsored it. Still can it. taste good. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And it was all these farm-fresh ingredients and... It was just, you know, fantastic, um, you know. And did
1: it change, coming from the hotel background, did you start seeing what that potential was with having cocktails and ingredients? And that? Of
2: course, and I just loved it because, you know, I had um, I had my psalm certificate at that time. Oh, really? But I hadn't, didn't know anything about spirits, you yeah. know, really. And the more that I learned about spirits, I preferred them, you know. I, I love wine. I, I always just
1: As wine. an aside, we, we both prefer spirits. <laughs> and not because of the effect, But there's so much density there. There's so much density and there's so
2: many different categories. And when you speak about wine, you know, you can go to Italy, to Sonoma, Mm -hmm. you know, to even Portugal and see the different things. But there are consistencies. If you go to Oaxaca, that's 100 percent different than Scotland. Totally different. And the cultures and the people. And it's just very, very unique. It is. And
1: it's so in this is actually perfect. So the bottle that you picked is the Oaxaca Mescal, which is a tapestate. So the interesting thing. So first. To your point about the people and kind of the pro like no one from Oaxaca is stuffy. <laughs> they aren't arrogant. They've been doing this thing and they've been doing it honestly. And having to dig dig up piñas and trim them and then cook them, I've speaking firsthand, not fun. Grapes oh, yeah. are way easier. <laughs> it's way <laughs> easier than a fucking huge pina. It really right. is, you know? And so there's some kind of humility that has to be native to that kind of spirit and that kind of production you know sure which is yeah. different than than some other things and i'm not saying that making armagnac or making cognac or making grappa or any of that's easy it's not right but there is something far more rustic and dirty about digging up those piñas in of this course. particular case tepestates grow they're massive they grow up to 20 you know 20 plus years old wow they're not mature pat i think that it takes them at least like Someone will probably correct me, but it takes at least like 16, 17 years for them to be fully mature to, to, to taste them, you know? Awesome. And there's not a lot of grapes that are like that. No. There's not. No. It's not. I mean, you can have old vines. Yeah. Maybe. But, may be. but they're mean, not good at that point, right? Like,
2: well, I mean, you'll have old vines that were, you know, are ungrafted old vines, yeah. or I guess are what you're wanting to have that pre But the fruit own. never ends. But the being fruit that old. is a season old. Yeah. You know, it, it comes and it's picked.
1: So think, it absolutely. And so it really is of the moment, amazingly, of the moment of that yes. year. Tapestate, it's like sitting down with Tom Waits or sitting down with Willie Nelson and getting a lifetime of. Of seasons, a lifetime of change Uh, in a bottle, right? And that's the thing. Like so, it's the untouchable
2: category because it's just so nostalgic in that way. It's it's something that
1: can invoke nostalgia unintentionally. Exactly, it's completely. It just is like you taste inherit. Yeah. And this one you pick, which is Tepestate, again, is an older varietal. Oh, this is at forty-five percent, and I find it to be one of the drier Tepestates, which is really, really interesting. What do you think? Yeah, what it's, do you think?
2: It's absolutely
1: wonderful. It's not yeah. so bad. It's amazing. I kind of want a little more. I hope you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, no, I please crack support. it up. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a sip, it's, I've, I tasted it. This was Joe Eifler suggested it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, you got to try this one. Fine, gentlemen. Yeah, wonderful, yes. wonderful gentleman who well, I've had on the show. I, I can say thankfully that I've had. Joe awesome. Wonderful dude, and so uh, you know. This is an exceptional mezcal. Oaxaca, oddly enough, they're in the same facility as our distillery. They're just down a couple, couple, really couple doors. Yeah, wow. we on we the we are really in the true distillery row because Tequila Five One Two is in that same center. Okay, and so is Oaxaca, and so wow. it's interesting. It's a nice company to be. So, but at it's any great. rate, so Saint Saint Germain takes you on this journey. Things are really bubbling up in Chicago. I imagine it's almost the apex of creativity. Then, when it's all oh, streamed yeah. to bubble up. And you come to Austin because Bacardi in transition offers you. Is that right? That They yep. offer you a gig?
2: They offered me a gig here. Yeah. Um, I'd never been to Austin. I'd oh, really? been to Georgetown. Um, not the same, right? Not the same. <laughs> I remember my grandpa lived there. Oh, no nice we, we would drive through Austin. He actually has passed since then. But yeah. that's how I was. But playing. you had some early
1: memories. again. Like yeah. These- Kind of on the periphery, at least. Of the periphery, yeah. We so would cool. drive
2: through Austin, and I would think that it was really cool. Yeah. And I'd be like, Dad, just
1: what's driving here? to this place. Right. You, you know, you drive through West Texas, like, this is not cool. No. <laughs> no. But Austin can yeah. sense some things going on.
2: There were all these great, like, colorful signs, and they looked, you know, nothing like the Midwest right. where everything is a chain. Yeah, <laughs> totally.
1: You know? Just full of a bunch of pop up, kind of individual restaurants. And yeah,
2: stuff. it was really cool. So I was, I very much wanted to go to Austin. And as I got to be a teenager, I would. Say, come on, can't we just go in for a day, Dad? Yeah. He would never let me back. Oh,
1: this is a bummer.
2: I know. But I. But you made it. But it was great, yeah. you know, and, and I got here. And um, at first, you know, with moving anywhere, it was kind of. I remember I came during some kind of festival. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, shocking. Mm-hmm. And I got sick and I didn't know, like, um, I just wanted to get some soup from a grocery store. And I didn't know about the H-E-B. I didn't know, like, that, that was a grocery store. Such or a good grocery it, store. It is I love H-E-B. Right?
1: They're not paying me, but I fucking love it. <laughs> right? They're love great. it. Green sauce? Red sauce? Oh, oh, they're amazing. They nail it, yeah.
2: I was there earlier. They're fantastic. <laughs> um, but, so I look up grocery store. It's a royal blue grocery. Royal, up, yeah. Which is an amazing grocery store, totally but it's not is. a grocery store. It's like no. a Grab and Go Mart or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And so I'm, I live on the east side, and it's like the second day I live here, and I'm trying to go downtown to go to the only grocery
1: store that I know of, mm-hmm. Royal Blue Grocery, which is the one around Congress, right? Right. Yeah. Which That couldn't hard be worse. Hard to park. Like, yeah. Way hard
2: to park, and and all the roads are closed because there's this festival. Oh, gosh. It was so infuriating, but then, I just want some crackers. Yeah, right. You know, like, what I am want I gonna some do? Super crackers. Yeah. So I go home because I don't know what to do. And I'm like literally want to cry. And then there's this little like bodega that looks like a New York bodega right by my house. Really? But I'm a little afraid to go in. Why? Well, there's bars on the windows. It looks a little sketch. Yeah, no, know? that's pro- That's fair. That's <laughs> right. But I'm like, you know what? This is right down the street from my house. You better go in. Yeah. They're amazing. They have like all organic, everything. No kidding. Like the biggest craft beer selection I think I've ever seen. What, what is this spot called? It's called the MLK
1: Food Store.
2: No shit. <laughs> yes. It's fantastic. that's not a real
1: great name but it's no nope, not a
2: great name a lot all, of but
1: wonders hiding behind those doors.
2: they bring in anything you ask they bring me in like the Miller High Life ponies No kidding yeah they're that's fantastic. Amazing. So
1: so just, did you know that the like, Austin's killer at this that's when I knew I'm yeah. like
2: okay it's gonna be awesome like just and everyone was so nice yeah. you know everyone in Chicago you don't make eye contact like we were talking a little about bit before. colder almost very literally right? yes very literal <laughs> um but you know there's a lot of crazy people and there's yeah. not they don't have great programs for the homeless and so if
1: we're literal okay here we're with the tad progressive. We're a little better yeah
2: so you can look at someone and they could be very crazy yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but here everybody talks to you you know from the gas station attendant to yeah. you know the the hostess at the bar so it's
1: did you find that people were pretty professionally when you were out kind of Talking about, was St. Germain the only product that you were kind of out talking about, or were there some others?
2: Well, when I moved to Austin, I picked up the whole, bar- the the whole cardio thing. portfolio, oh, wow. so it was okay. very
1: different for me from yeah. moving
2: to one little liqueur to like 180 brands. <laughs> um, so I was myself learning a ton, too, yeah. during the time that I worked They send there. you
1: around a lot, like a lot of different trips and things to learn?
2: Um, Not necessarily. We mm. definitely, you know, I was on the advocacy team, so... We, I was able to send a lot of bartenders oh, to good. those places, yeah, which yeah. was great. Um, you know, I would have loved to see them myself, but someday.
1: someday Oh, <laughs> someday. just in due time. Right, you're in due president due now. In due time. No yeah. expense, still <laughs> expense. You, you go wherever. Is what I hear. <laughs> right. I maybe know. Maybe that's wrong. Uh, I know. The USBG, but maybe. Right. <laughs> they'll send you
0: wherever you
1: want to go. <laughs> exactly. Was there? So what, man? And if you don't have dancers, but I always think. So you're a coach, right? So you have got this portfolio of things, and you're a coach. And you got to play the A team, and you got the guy that you want to start on first base, right? So let's look at this portfolio real quick. And this is this is just a matter of personal preference, not a critique. Even though sure. Bacardi, did, did, I'll just say, it seems like they did some real shitty things to their employees, <laughs> in my opinion, right? But so who who is that, class, that A class player that you really, really liked in that portfolio? What was one of the products that you thought was like really, really a top-notch product?
2: I loved um, the Grand Lusso. Um, our vermouth oh, that came it was yeah. the 150th year kind of anniversary edition mm-hmm. of uh, Martini Gran Lusso oh wow and they went back for a recipe that was uh, they kind of dug it up from the 1800s yeah. or so they say um, but it was made very much in a style in which vermouth was made back then and very does it much taste that
1: way like kind of older and just it takes does it,
2: it kind of tastes like um, like an amaro dulce oh, you know, it has a lot of herbaceous notes to it. There's a lot of dryness to mm-hmm. it. Um, is it a, ton a dry
1: vermouth? I'm actually not familiar with it, but is it a dry vermouth or sweet vermouth? It's a red vermouth. A red vermouth. Um, okay.
2: Yeah, red vermouth, and it's actually made with red wine grapes, okay. which you never find in vermouth. Usually, yeah. they get the coloring from the botanicals and wood. Right, right. Uh, but this was this was different, and they really took a lot of time and care with this to re, you know, redo this recipe, and yeah. and I just loved working with it. It was fantastic so represents
1: what we love maybe about mezcal even is that you take your time yeah you pay tribute to the culture and to the historical relevance of it absolutely so there's bound to be the antithesis of that also in the portfolio and what do you think is something that was a little bit less nuanced in that the portfolio
2: i mean i um we didn't work with them too much but i think that like the bacardi rum flavors right right
1: um the flavor houses
2: yeah, you know, there's definitely people who enjoy those, yeah. and people that they make a lot of sense for. Sure, you know, your people who don't necessarily know how to make cocktails, your everyday person that comes home after work and just right. wants something. They just want some dragonberry, man. They just want some dragonberry, totally man. I mean, can I just get a dragonberry? Although
1: I don't know that anyone <laughs> has ever really clamored for dragonberry Bacardi. It's like, man, you know, we're, there's a there's a pineapple I like. There's a coconut. Fuck man, you know I was I was a, gotta get some dragonberry. Dragonberry up in this bit, right? Like, no one ever said that ever. But, well, what happened was, <laughs> is it strawberry? It's oh, good, good. It's good. actually a strawberry. It's but, like a, like a colloquialism. It's but like, well, you know
2: who loves dragonberry? Who? Men, really? men love dragonberry. Why? And I think that's why they called it dragonberry. Oh, so, so make that they could strawberry before right. If they
1: called it princess berry. Right. They wouldn't drink or it. Or even strawberry, you even know, strawberry. or, or
2: that's something. Strange. But I can't tell you how many times I would go out and I'd run into guys, just a random guy, you yeah. know, dude bro. And Always I'd, dude And I'd tell him. Hey, like, let, let,
1: let's qualify. Dude bros. Okay. Or dude bro. <laughs> different. they're slightly he's different campus, than men. Yeah. Sorry, um, dude bros, but you're he's less like,
2: Oh, I love Bacardi Dragonberry. And Ooh. I'm like, that's great. I'm so glad.
1: But, um, I love Capri Sun too, man. But you I know? got over it. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I moved to bourbon long, a long time ago. I know.
2: So I think that the rum, those flavored rums, you know, they weren't yeah. necessarily um, a not, talking point for people that I converse with on yeah. a daily basis. Not so rooted
1: in tradition. Not by rooted any in means. tradition. Yeah. Those are
2: definitely a market decision yeah. and kind of moving with the times and seeing where trends are going.
1: Do you? You know. So I own a distillery multiple brands and stuff, but. I have to make decisions, and I'm like, well, I try to make decisions in a in a good way. What is artful, What is has integrity, integrity creatively. Sure. Bacardi doesn't seem to do that. Do you think that big companies are really scrambling to try to make money in what is essentially a market that's shifting towards your and I preferences? A more artisan, if you will, right? right. Are, how are they reacting to that?
2: You know, I think that when... A company like Bacardi has the type of financial power that they do, and the Absolute, money yeah. that they can really invest in different segments. Sure. And when we talk about the demographics of the population, the craft cocktail, you know, aficionados are people who are very much interested in the spirits world. Yeah. they make up a significant, you know, percentage, but they don't make up. The significant percentage. Right. So that's like no average, Sapphire, you average know. everyday consumer, you know, your Dragonberry guy.
0: Right. <laughs> um, Dragonberry so, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I
2: think that they've kind of shifted to just kind of entertain a different demographic and gotcha. just move towards a different segment. Know where and, they can be successful and drive right, down that. Exactly. Path, yeah. They don't, you know, um, I think they're doing the best with what they have to work with, and that they made you know a decision that they think is going to work the best yeah. for them. So I it's hope did. it pays off. You know, but it's
1: a good point, right? Playing to their strengths, almost playing it right. safe, exactly. Which, which yeah. doesn't in, in guarantee any kind of future success for them, frankly. Well, right? because they're they're focusing. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I think that it is shifting. It is. Even and the Ducrews are shifting.
2: They are, and Bacardi had some amazing stories to tell. You yeah. know, and they a lot of them they had great initiatives that people really wanted to hear about. And with this advocacy team they built, we had gotten a seat at the table, you know, and everybody was finally starting to talk about these stories. And, you know, I was at a level um that wasn't privy, you know, to all the information that was going on. So it was kinda like
1: we're all at that the the
2: carpet got pulled out, but um but you know, it was it was a little sad to see that to see us have to, you know, push in our chairs at the table and walk away. But you never know how, you know, ebbs and flows will go and, and maybe they'll pull up a chair again. And they're
1: trying to do Zygnum is Bacardi, right? They I mean, are. Um, which has gotten lots of shit.
2: It has. And I was even reading something about it the other day, you know, being a lover of Mezcal that yeah. I am. It definitely goes against that grain. Sure. And I think that as consumers and, you know, even like lovers of spirits, we have the ability to make those choices. It's a really
1: nice building. I saw it. Is it? Yeah. I was like, oh, that doesn't look like a palenque. (laughs) You know? That looks like a fucking warehouse.
2: I I'd never seen it. We were very much not kind of kept in the dark about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We were kind of told not to work on it. And I don't know their motivations behind why they... Are working with that brand or if they will continue to yeah I don't um, know. but we were kind of told not to touch it and it was it was disheartening because you know you're part of a company you have to you should know everything that they're involved in absolutely
1: um, transparency is key right with this, with this industry florida connie is a great example yes being transparent really helps the industry rather than hurt it it does you know
2: it definitely does and that's why when everything with florida Kanye came out you know you really want to give brands and big companies to a chance to respond. Absolutely. You know, and that's um You have to. Yeah. You it, you really have to because things you can things can be correlative, you know. Yeah. and not Well, in it's
1: in I'm sure there's much there's a, a high propensity for is it it's kidney cancer, right? Or kidney yes. disease. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a much larger propensity. Vice is a single source and at least from the conversations I've seen and I love right. I love Shane Smith, I love Vice. But it is dangerous territory to take vice as written law in terms of this yes. journalism. And so that's the thing that's really interesting. But that aside, it, it's great. We're having a conversation about it. Exactly. And they seem to respond quite well.
2: They did. And USPG very... did
1: as well. I saw an email, another email today, encouraging that dialogue and that, yes. that conversation.
2: And we, you know, when I read that initially and we were, um, you know, Florida Cano is a supporter of the USBG. They're one of our partners. We partner with them all the time, and it kind of came up as a question: What do we do here? Yeah, you know, do we side with the people who are really, really upset about this and are throwing their bottles down the drain, right? Right. Or do we do we stand back, you know, and and wait to see what happens? What
1: what is the yeah? Sorry. What what was the stance?
2: I mean, the way that I kind of addressed the 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 other officers was. You know, when reading this article, the thing that I think about immediately, the thing that pops out to me first is, of course, this is terrible. The second thing is, let's look at the data here. You have to do both. So they state that 70% of males are dying from this disease. Right. Okay, so let's look at another statistic. So 99% of males who drank water died after age 90. Right. So you yeah. kind of have to see you I know totally did they understand. die because they drank water? Or did they die because they were old? right? you know are they having this disease because of other you know en- environmental issues? Is it other companies? Absolutely. is it what's going on? So that to me says we need more information sure. here. We have to look at this, but we definitely need more information. so so
1: how do you feel about re reacting so prolifically and so publicly, even when they're they the information the jury's still out to some degree. Like, do you think that it's too reactive? Do you think it's the right thing to do to set an example?
2: I think that um, I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, I've hated plenty of guys right? for saying something. Yeah. I've I've definitely, um, you know, put my foot down about something that really, really, you know, chapped my ass. Yeah. yeah. And, and put it publicly out there. Mm. And then had to retract a few days later and yeah. really take that time to sleep on it. And so, you know, I can't speak for others, but within myself, when I did it, I always knew that there was a better solution 24 sure. or 48 hours later. And so whenever I receive information that's super loaded, yeah. I always Very wait, that, loaded. wait that time, you know, that's to brilliant. see like what comes out of the woodwork, what we can really see where yeah. this is going to go because when you do have, you know, when you when you are in an influential place, sure. People are really going to take what you have to say. Well, with you
1: have to huge weight. You know, not a lot of us are in a position of which if we say something or do something or put our foot down about something that it will influence thousands of people Not not tens of thousands of people, but a thousand people that or thousands of people that have spending power that are bar managers. Right. They could tank an industry and it is a very questionable and dangerous place and position to be in because the influence can corrupt. And I'm not saying that's the the motivation at all, but we do have to be a tad bit m- more questioning, and we have to look at it and ask more questions. Because I agree, it, it's re- if we're all just reactive, it's no different than being bipolar, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 sure. not. You know, it, it, it's not a critique. It's just something I'm trying to frame because I want us all to be reasonable, right. and I want us all to not. Act like your average white right-wing voter that watches Fox News. Just shoots from the hip. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, once the facts emerge, and whether that's a week or two weeks later, the narrative changes. Of course. So what side do you want to be on when all that stuff happens? However, again, we're in such a fast-paced culture of social media. Maybe no one will even give a shit anyway.
2: And that's the thing, too. I'm like, you know, this is going to blow over. Yeah. You know the people at um, William Grandsons that mm-hmm. are behind Florida Canya, I love them. They're great people, yeah. and I want to give them the chance to do things right. Sure. And I know that they will. Yeah. And I think so too. Yeah, that's kind of my stance that I'm taking on it. You know, and
1: long term, going to pan out.
2: The long, t- it's going to pan out, and they're going to do the right thing. And I think it's great that USBG National has had a blanketed statement that they've put in forward. Yeah. And that they've started that pretty discussion too. Rarely, We're not very very right. articulate. I was very pleased and very proud to be part of that organization when yeah. put that out. Um, But yes, things will blow over, and this will be, you know, when when Zingham first came out, mm-hmm. everyone was talking oh, about, it. Everyone, about it. Everyone, yeah. and now you rarely hear about it anymore. Sure. But yet
0: they don't it's have still the sales. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Well, so at what point did you and Bacardi sever relationships? So it was the relationship, rather. Sorry. It was
2: back in.
1: May. Yeah. It's very quite recent, right? Yeah. And from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. it is a shift in the business model to just, I guess what they're figuring, and this is what my rep tells me that works for me, that Bacardi would rather swipe a card <laughs> at a bar to just uh, increase their sales than pay a s- salary oh, no. because it's much easier to do that. Now, this is a very probably bias perspective from sure. one of my, my guys that's out on the field and stuff so was it a shift in the business model for them
2: you know I think that Bacardi and this is very public knowledge yeah. um, was not succeeding as a business in fact for right. the past however many years they saw a decline sure. there was very few states that actually saw any kind of growth so something needed to shift something needed to happen right and they um, you know had some new people that came to the top and those people I think you know we're kind of like we just need to tighten this up you know we yeah. need to take our shoelaces and really make them tight here right and that then they're going to go back and expand into other areas um now to hear about the card swipe that's really disheartening because i can't see a lot of like you know uh people bar owners wanting that just because it's shady <laughs> you yeah. know and well from what I found, certainly working an aspect of it yeah well yeah and what i found working with um you know people in this business is they really like the authentic business you know the business that comes out of relationships not the one night stands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know or the escort <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not uh that's not how business works here and i think that's why i really love working so much in austin in well you San but Antonio. you understand
1: it it is about the relationships and the soft skills and building the rapport 100%. but if you look at it on a L, you know right what?
2: it's where do you find the return Absolutely.
1: So, so you swipe a card you just made you know you just bought 250 dollars worth of drinks and that that salary for the same 8 hours or 4 hours would have cost you 500 yeah. right so it's 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 something to simply kind of pad now this is not not th- th- there's no way that that I know this Right, so it's just it's it's anecdotal at this point. Sure, but it seemingly is the behavior that's out in the market now.
2: And they have a lot of levels too. So like, there's you know somebody who looks over bars that are really really busy. They're just turn and burn like the ones you see on Sixth Street. Yeah, yeah. Then there's somebody who looks over chains and like nationals. Right. And then they still have their advocacy team. They're just not as big as they were before. So I think that they're five or seven strong at this point, as opposed to like thirty. And so they're still out doing authentic things and, you know, building relationships the right way in a way that, um, you know, these people are your friends and your family yeah, and not just are. card swipes. That's <laughs> just totally disturbing. Now, again, you know, this um, is all just commentary. Of course,
1: I could be fucking blowing shit out of my ass. And I'm of course. It's, but it's what I'm, what I'm hearing with
2: And it's not uncommon in the industry to sure. see that happen. So it's not. I wouldn't say that that's totally left field to see that happening. And yeah. some bars really
1: like that, you know, for but sure. it's, it's just, just grab and go.
2: It's just grab and go right in yeah. and out. Um, that's just not how I do business and not how I think business should be done.
1: How did you feel then? Like when, when the, you, so you moved down to Austin for mm-hmm. a Yes, and they're like, well, it's not you, it's us, <laughs> which I'm sure exactly what they said. Yeah, Things are changing. Sorry, but you're great. I think the word, the
2: phrase was, it's not personal, it's business. Yes which is my least favorite That's phrase because we could not be it. in a more personal business i know um but you know i say that out of both sides of my cheek they were not doing well as a business and they right did to make some changes which makes but, sense
1: and you, i'm sure you understand yeah, that of you course know, your business ad, business ad however
2: balance. as being a somebody who had you know been a top performer on the team it was confusing yeah i think you know because my parents always taught me that do good in your job and you put your passion and your heart into it, yeah. and you're there 110% every day, you're going to move up. Good you're things going will to happen. are succeed. Yeah. Sure. And I really love the company. I still do love the company. They yeah. have a lot of great, you know, a lot of great backbones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, of course, heartbroken. You know, it was just one of these things that was just very unfortunate. Yeah. And it just really kind of took the wind out of my sails. But, you know, through that, a lot of great things happened. You know? how, so, so
1: how did... What was... The process for you to find your bearings again professionally like what did it take was it friends was it traveling
2: you know it took um I think it took just really surrendering Mm -hmm. um because at first there I knew that I loved what I had going on at Bacardi because the people I worked with We really felt like a family. We really believed in our brands. And I didn't, I had interviewed with several companies that just, they didn't have that. You know, they were very much about swiping cards. They were very much about, you know, flavored things, which I just (laughs) couldn't get on board with. I know. So it was, it took, you know, I I started to get very frustrated um, because I was unemployed for a while because just the right thing like wasn't coming along. Yeah. But it really pushed me. To go back to school, which is super important, is it, and what um, you're
1: doing, which is marketing now. What, said, yeah, right? so I'm
2: in school for marketing, so I can take all. Because what I found is I couldn't get the job that I wanted because I didn't have a degree. Right. But I, yet I had all the experience.
1: It's such know. a terrible fucking dilemma. It's
2: an interesting system. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I love the classes that I'm taking, and they parallel directly to my role now.
1: And it helps. And so it's perfect. That's the best thing about school. That's why undergrad yeah. graduate sucked for me. Really? I'm, I'm working retail sales. Cool. <laughs> but I'm learning about business plans. Well, I'm selling printers. Like, how does this actually line right, up? Right, like, exactly. But in grad school, everything changed because those conversations I nice. got to circle back in. And so that's, it's great that you're doing it now. Right. Right. So you, the curriculum is applying to your paradigm as a business person, you know.
2: So Just much Just so. really, really great. Even like certain, you know, school works or school assignments, I'll double them as like work things. Like yeah. And them both done. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not but, so different. Yeah, it's great. And I started volunteering during that time too. You which, know, got, which organizations? Um, so Seton. Oh, right, at the NICU, you mentioned, yeah. And then with the Austin Animal Shelter. Man, that's great. so, so wonderful. It's
1: Babies and puppies. Babies and puppies. Gosh, and people are going to love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Babies and puppies. Yeah. When, when are you running for uh, city council? I know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and then during that time, I was elected in to be secretary at that time of the USPG. Oh, that's so, right, yeah. You know, even though it was a time of, I was very, very frustrated and felt that I just wasn't getting my my due, you know, deserved. yeah. My, just uh, professional, my just dessert, yeah, yes. yeah. My professional career, all these really great things came out of a result, and now I landed with Philips, and I couldn't ask for a better company
1: to work for. Yeah, so tell me and, a little bit about Philips. So I, I bet I know the brands, but that yes. parent name I don't understand. So, what are some of the things that Philips makes, produce, distributes?
2: Yeah, so Philips um, distilling. They've they they've been around since the 1900s. Oh, family wow. owned company, and they're fifth generation. Yeah. Um, they were very famous for creating schnapps. back in No the days. kidding. Mm-hmm. So
1: the European company?
2: Um, no, actually, like Minneapolis, American. Oh, yep, they wow. were. Um, they used like beet cordial was their thing. Beet cordial, beet sugar. beet cordial. It's like nobody was using. It was expensive to use, and they still use that today, like in some of their products. Yeah, um, which that is sounds cool.
1: pretty delicious. I love, I love, right? love it. No, yeah,
2: it's, it's a great, uh, great sh- sweetener to use Absolutely. when you're sweetening your spirits. Yeah. And they also were the company that first developed the drink responsibly campaign. Really? So what happened? I know, right? I know, right?
1: (laughs) Well, Pete over there, (laughs) he drank a lot of beet liqueur and punched a guard. (laughs) Everybody drink it's, responsibly, please. Right, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah,
2: but even you know, with it was very much accepted for women to drink and smoke during pregnancy. I like it. And <laughs> right. <laughs> <Just> joking. <laughs> and while, did, no, maybe I'm not joking. There's
1: not like, a couple drinks. A
2: couple of drinks is totally fine. The smoking. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit. Of okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but a drink or two here or there. But yeah. you know,
1: you saw these
2: women having their five martini lunches with a full belly, and <gasps> then you know, babies were having all these problems. So yeah. that's what kind of prompted. The whole drink responsibly thing. That, What's well, good of them to do that? Yeah. Um, they were the company that developed Belvedere and then they sold it. So they've Are had, you?
1: Really? Yeah. So they have a lot I of know
2: that. history.
1: They've that's done a lot
2: of really cool things. Some good money in that.
1: Uh, yeah. Wasn't and Bruce Willis an investor in Belvedere or think I thinking Chopin? I, I cut out a clipping from Wall Street Journal years ago. I'm not like, sure. Bruce Willis. That's, an, really? that's interesting though. Yeah. One of those two. But that's great. Yeah. So they sold that yeah. off. Yeah. And then they so sold what?
2: So now their big cash cow yeah. is UV vodka, those great, oh, bright-colored yeah, bright yeah. vodkas. Sure. Um, but they're all still made with the beet-cordial sugar, That's so um, cool. which is great, yeah. you know. And they're more, I would I'd almost call them bottled cocktails. They have the proof, but mm-hmm. for like I said, for people who like flavors, and there are Done those deal. people. Put it in the glass, you're ready to they go. Work. Um, But I actually just work on a different kind of leg of the company Mm -hmm. um, where I just work with the organic spirits. So it's their special project where they work with a co-op of 900 farmers and they produce corn-based spirits that are 100% organic, GMO-free, yeah. and they almost have a 0% um, carbon footprint at this point. That's amazing. So it's like all sustainable and
1: local. Midwest? Yep. Right out
2: of um, Princeton, Minnesota. And so they really want to create these brands, too, to celebrate Minnesota farmers because the agriculture there is fantastic. Yeah. And um, they really wanted a spirit that came out of there because no one's done that. Yeah. And a lot of the other corn vodkas that we see on the market just, you know, cut corners. Yeah. And they don't. And because they are 100 percent sustainable and local the cost is really low and they don't use the whole organic thing to kind of up the price or use that as you know a marketing ploy which That's i think is great. cool yeah it's
1: really great cuz that is yeah. such a marketing ploy it really and is it's, it's really still hard for me to understand you know what do what is the average consumer really looking for are they looking for organic or are they looking to get tanked at whatever cost and this is right. this is one segment this is not the, even the dude bro segment but it's something to think about because i thought about it is. that like is, is organic really that important to consumers? I don't know. Well, that's
2: what we're thinking about right now, too, or we're investigating, rather, that, yeah. you know, obviously there was a trend towards organic products, and people right. saw, you know, even your average grocery store, like H-E-B, has yeah. huge organic sections.
1: Sure. So great produce.
0: Yeah,
2: so consumers are really wanting that, but if you take your organic spirit and you mix it with your Tropicana OJ, what, like, difference, does what difference does it make, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we're really trying to... Find ways that people can drink organic in an everyday bar. Because at the end of the day, your body does metabolize differently. Sure. You have, you know, less carcinogens or risk yeah. thereof.
1: Lots <laughs> of the scientific additives in, in some studies. of this stuff, for sure. Right.
2: So what right now I'm working with are just creating cocktails that really are 100% organic. So what's so, the
1: main uh, organic brand then? So Prairie is Prairie.
2: the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's Prairie. But The um,
1: gin, I think. Yeah, so the
2: gin is pretty new, so yeah. 2003, and then um, the vodka came out in 2007, so that cool. was the kind of flagship one. I didn't realize
1: that was part started. of a larger thing. Yeah, I remember I, I at yeah. one point I had it at Parkside, tried it. Oh, nice. Really, kind of pretty crisp and fresh.
2: It is, it's very, um, they do, they actually use botanical oils as opposed to steeping their botanicals or even using mm. the wire basket. And Hendrix does it similarly. That's correct. Yeah, there's a um, rose
1: distilled, a cucumber distilled. Yeah,
2: because you can't really, you can't distill cucumber, rose. It'll burn. Uh, Uh, It's
1: hard. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's just you're not (laughs) going to get. Gets real bitter too. Yeah,
2: you're not going to get those essences. And a lot of um, gin botanicals, not I wouldn't say they would taste bad. They just taste different.
1: They do. Yeah. So
2: when you're extracting the oil on kind of a cold boiling, or what we call it, Uh or or cold. I'm trying to think of the way to say this. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, um, for sure. It's where they like apply so much cold or um, yes. cooling that the pressure produces the oils. Yeah. kind of is boiling it. So we have the oils that come out and then we're um, adding them to actually the vodka. So um, it's the vodka which it starts with, which is a fantastic base spirit. you yeah. don't find What's that in many gins. What's the on the vodka? Um, 40. Okay. And the same on the gin too. So yeah. it's a little bit of a lower proof gin. Um, so it's great to mix them with cocktails. Mm. And you have some great botanicals in there, like mint and sage, too. And those add uh, just a nice freshness. and Sure.
1: Yeah, crispness was the thing that definitely. came to mind for sure.
2: And it's fantastic. You know, it's a great martini gin. Yeah. Sometimes it get lost, gets lost in cocktails. Sure. Because um, the, the notes are really subtle and beautiful. But it's great for martinis. So you've enjoyed it? I, I really love it. So I work with those two. And then I work with the tomatin scotches. Ooh. Um, which are beautiful.
1: What is the it's main beautiful. scotch there?
2: So we have a 12-year out of Highland, 14-year um, and 18-year. Wow. A Corcubano. And then we have a castry that's kind of a special edition. It's pretty dark. Well. They're beautiful. Yeah. 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 They're, they're kind of thirsty. I know, right? <laughs> to <film> it, yeah. <laughs> I know. The 18-year, they're finishing in cherry casks, and the sherry comes through really nicely. Oh, wow. A like, little oxidized. bit of salinity. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Like but they're great. They're not too... Um, Again, all of our spirits are very palatable. They're not yeah. too, like, crazy in one way or another, which I kind of like crazy spirits. Depends, you know? right? Like, give yeah, me a, Give sure. me some Malort. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but C- uh, Crazy or <laughs>
1: dumpy? I don't know. <laughs> right. Come on. I'm from Chicago. Yeah, I got I I to love Malort. I, 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 I'm surprised I didn't ask you before. I should have asked you. I even. know. I just love it. It's yeah. so
2: delicious to me, but most people really hate it. It's good. No, it's, no, it's, it's good. Not good. For most it's people. totally good.
1: Is it wonderful? No. Is it good? Yeah, it's good.
2: <laughs> I really like it. It's you know from um, drinking Saint Germain for yeah. so long Oh, I just needed something
1: dry Jeez, and bitter. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you need you need the Ramones. It's, yes, you've been listening to to Prince all day. You need the fucking Ramones. Exactly. And that's a little Mal- Malort comes into play. Yeah, so I was perfectly. a little Malort at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Well, so how does it feel? You know, Jessica's moving on to do. Uh, you know, we we chatted a little bit about it. And obviously, it's the back backbeat's going to take a lot of time out for her and Michael. Yes. And you are stepping into the leadership, like the pres- prestigious leadership role <laughs> of president of the I USBG.
2: Am. I am. Yes.
1: Are um, you happy about that?
2: I'm thrilled. It's I, incredible, right? I think it's amazing. I've been a member of the USBG, <clears throat> excuse me, for a while now. Yeah. In Chicago um, and now in Austin. And even traveling with St. Germain, I got to see all the different chapters across the U.S. Yeah. and our chapter is something beautiful. In our chapter is fucking killer.
1: It's, it's really awesome. fun. Yeah. I mean, everybody really likes
0: each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there's no David Allen, that son of a bitch. I know. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, there's he's always one guy. in every group. Yeah.
1: He's joking. A, no, he's I amazing.
2: Sweden, yeah. He's amazing stuff. Um, yeah. So the, the community that I get to work with is honestly a dream. Yeah. And I don't think that I would want to be the president in any other situation than these people. and, even as our chapter grows, yeah. we have volume bartenders coming on, flair bartenders, you know, dive bartenders. Oh yeah, it's a way diverse group. I think that's that was my goal. You know, when I first moved here, that um, I was, you know, obviously working with Bacardi, so I was exposed to some places that weren't necessarily craft. Mm-hmm. And these bartenders have been. You know, I would invite them to join and they're just like, oh, gosh, they're a bunch of uppity nerds. I don't no, want to join. No, no, not at all. But so I'd invite them to an event. I'd say, just give it a try. If you hate it, then I'll go buy you wings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, and they didn't and they loved it. And they found out that the bartenders were just like them. You know, we're they are the people, same man. thing. You wait on the same guests just yeah. in a different building. We're
1: all different. But, <laughs> you know, do you, do you have like a specific objective for this upcoming year for your position?
2: Definitely. Um, so one thing as our chapter grows and that is that I'm very fortunate to see is that we have a great base of members that just really want to get involved. Yeah. So one objective is to let everybody have the experience that they want to have. That's great. So we have several chair positions opening. Our, um, I believe our ph- philanthropy chair may be opening. Our events chair is going to be opening. We're starting an education chair. So I think with all of these people, it's really going to give us an opportunity to work as a true team, yeah. and just blow it out of the park. You know,
1: it's um, already strong, but imagine what it'll it's be. It's already next strong,
2: year. and our bank is big. We've got a lot of money in our bank. So, right. as much as we love brands, and you know, obviously I'm a brand person, I love working <laughs> with yeah. USBG. I think it's also really, really important that we do only USBG things sometimes, and that yeah. they don't have a brand attached to them. I think that's um, wonderful. And now we have the money to do that. Also, wine and beer. We haven't tapped into wine and beer too much, Mm-mm. you know, so I'm starting to really make some strong partnerships with some wine suppliers mm-hmm. so that we can get in and have unique experiences for our members in the wine and beer world, because it's huge. And a lot of the licenses in um, Austin are wine and beer only. Sure. Well, well, I there's leave plenty out of those breweries, too. And ton, tons, tons of breweries. So that is completely untapped, and our members want it. So we're going to give those experiences to them.
1: It's amazing, sure. and it's been man as a member, I guess member for three years now or so it's awesome, which is cool, and i I come out of the woodwork every Christmas to sing some songs <laughs> that's I think that's about you know because i'm at I'm at the office like during some of these events, and i just I just right. almost cry like this is the cognac event, I just right. oh, to I the con- cognac good. event. yeah, and it just it's, it's like infuriating, but the fact that you guys are creating such amazing events that someone like anybody but just me, for example, is, like shit i really wish i could go to that yeah, that's that's a testament Good. to the curriculum and, and yeah kind of the goals that the the board is i'll call you guys the board yes um that you guys have set up and i i think it's gonna be really wonderful to see how the power shifts hands and i think that yeah. you have a great background and the fact you're working on business stuff right now too and marketing it's only going to make it better it
2: plays such an important role yeah such an important role and i mean i can't talk about the usbg and taking this role on without jessica
0: yeah, I mean, she Which set great, yeah. like,
2: she set me up. <laughs> she set me up for the greatest foundation ever. Yeah, and so I, I don't think a lot of people have that walking into it. You know? Maybe not. So that's definitely a big. The big
1: kingdom room. is yours now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess so. Well, that I hope we work. Going. You know, I hope we work more together, and I hope to get more guests from the USBG. Almost everybody yeah. is from the USBG, and I love this as an outlet to just get to know you guys and to talk about what you stand for of course and your objectives and the wonderful brands that we're all working with so i thank you so much for sharing some mezcal with me and katie i I hope we keep in touch this is one of the first times we've really sat down and chatted it is and i hope it's not the last
2: it definitely won't be thank you so much for having me thank you
1: thrilled to be here my pleasure so what do you guys think? It's a good chat with Katie, learned about the Midwest, talked about Malort, MacGyver, St. Germain, Bacardi, Phillips Distilling Company, which sounds both delicious and environmentally sound. It's great to hear that she fosters dogs, and pets alive, and also is keeping up her studies, never sitting still academically, never sitting still intellectually. It's great that she is now the president of the Austin chapter of the USBG nice to be able to call yourself a president katie i am only really the president of this room so there we have it everybody thanks again for listening to show to V with mike g it's gonna be a great 2016 got a lot of great episodes and a lot of great conversations to release for you this year and i hope it gets bigger i hope you get bigger and whatever we do keep dancing